Good morning, it's July 29th. We're reading through the Bible in one year, and today's reading is found in the Psalms, Psalm 56, 57, and 58. And these three Psalms all speak of trust or learning to trust when we are in a bad or painful or trying or fearful situation. And David's turbulent life, of course, becomes a pattern and a template for us and so many others in learning how to put our trust in God when things are hard. David is affirming his trust in God by saying, I'm going to trust in you as opposed to, to fear. I'm going to use fear as a prompting for me to pray and to uh, uh, assert that I trust in a God who knows all things. Talks about God keeping track of his turning and his tears in a bottle and all the uh, expressions of his own pain. It's uh, an affirmation in David's mind that he is not uh, away from God. He is not uh, out of the purview of God's care or that God is not uh, absent in his life. And that's a helpful reminder for us to know and assert and affirm the omniscience of God, the omnipresence of God. And David does that in turning his fear into prayer and then praise in this psalm. Psalm 57, David in a cave. I guess that's a good uh, reminder there at the outset of this psalm that uh, there are seasons of life when we feel like we're in a cave. And certainly God had put David on the run through the early part of his life between the anointing that he received uh, from the flask of oil from uh, Samuel until the day he was actually uh, installed as the king in Israel. There's uh, all that time of running as a fugitive from Saul and his men. And in the cave, he speaks here of uh, the fear and the frustration, and yet the fact that he knows God is going to fulfill his purpose for him. And speaking of turning that fear into prayer and praise. I mean, he says, awake, O harp. You know, it's a great line here uh, from the Psalms that speak of the music that David wants to utilize as a medium for his praise to God. And a great Psalm for us to see, again, the pattern of turning fear and circumstances that are uncertain into a confidence in our Lord. 58, retribution on enemies. We see a lot of this, the imprecatory Psalms, we call them, uh, where we think, wow, this may seem harsh, but if you don't see the kind of indignation in your own heart sometimes, the way that you see David expressing it here, then you have not been exposed to enough injustice in the world. If you see injustice, even if you were, not that I'm recommending this, but to watch the kind of injustice that takes place of um, those that are stronger, like he says in this passage, the young lions that are attacking innocent people and, and not feel this sense of God break their teeth, uh, then you don't have that uh, exposure perhaps to the kind of injustice that takes place in the world. And so David is expressing his prayer of retribution here. The New Testament reading is in Acts chapter 28, and we're looking only at the first 15 verses here as the shipwreck. You remember where we left off yesterday? They are now on the island of Malta, and as they get there, they are treated kindly by the people that are from the island of Malta, and then he goes, Paul does, to collect that wood, and he gets bitten by a snake, and they think he's going to swell up and die. And I just think it's interesting even that they say here, the natives of Malta, that justice wasn't going to let him live. He's a bad guy, obviously running from justice and justice, capital J, God, the God of justice is going to see to it that he dies. And of course, you know, he doesn't. And God protects Paul from swelling up and dying from a venomous snake bite. And then they think he's a god, a small g, but the idea that he's some kind of a superhero. And so that's the drama in the first part of this. Then you see that he is put in a place of being cared for by a chief man of the city, and then that chief man gets sick and Paul heals him. So you see a lot going on here on their way to Rome. And actually, I think before our reading is done in verse 15, we see him in Rome, and we'll get more on that tomorrow as we 
read out the rest of chapter uh, 28. So we're glad that you've been with us and we've got a New Testament imperative as we think through all the imperatives we've had and some of them may sound redundant here, but I wanna call your attention to one as if you've been with us, uh, you know, it kind of summarizes so much of what we've learned in our community imperatives, but it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 and 20, verses 23 and 24. It says, all things are lawful. I love the way the ESV translates this now, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Not, not all things edify people. Uh, let us let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor, verse 24. That's a summation of so much we've been dealing with throughout the book of um, 1 Corinthians and Romans, and even before that, as we popped all over the New Testament, looking at community imperatives, things that we do as a community. And it's so often about putting other people's needs first. But I like the way that that word is translated here at the beginning of the verse, verse number 23, that translates helpful. Um, that's a great word, and it's a good way for us to think through our relationships in the body of Christ, is to ask yourself, how can I be helpful? So that's my community imperative for you today. I worded it this way. Consider how to be helpful. Consider how to be helpful. Think about how to be helpful. Pray about how you can be helpful. And then ask God to use you to be helpful in other people's lives. So consider how to be helpful in the body of Christ. And if that's your mindset and really your prayer, then clearly you know that you are putting other people's needs and their good before your own. And that is a godly, good, and Christianly way to, th to act. I say that because that is a Christ-like thing to do. Uh, Christ put his uh, needs behind him and put other people's needs before him. And that is the great servant uh, king that we serve. And he wants us to follow in those footsteps. Back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible. Mm -hmm.